welcome to the Faith and Good Counsel Show, where we hope to inspire joy-filled lives through conversations at the crossroad of mental health, wellness, and faith. And now your host, Stacy Galino. Come on in. I'm so glad you're joining me here again today for the Faith and Good Counsel Show. You're listening to episode number 306. Today, I'll be sharing two very special guests with you. One is a return guest who I know will be very familiar to you. That would be Father Donald Calloway. And a new guest will be coming on to the Faith and Good Counsel show. And I hope she'll come back again. She was just a lovely, lovely guest. Her name is Debbie Starcinic. And you're going to hear more about her brand new book, Theology of the Body and Rosary Meditations. I am absolutely loving my copy and loving the joining of theology of the body with the rosary. And I'm really excited to have Father Donald Calloway back with us today on the show. He's talking with us about his book, Champions of the Rosary, History and Heroes of a Spiritual Weapon. Did you know the rosary is actually a spiritual weapon? Stay tuned for my fantastic conversation with Father Donald Calloway today about just that here on the show. So before we enter into our interview with Debbie Starcinic, let's do a little housekeeping. I just want to invite you to visit me after the show at StacyGalino.com and maybe hit the subscribe button so we can stay in touch. I can let you know about all of the new exciting things that are coming to the website. You may notice a new redesign there as you visit today at StacyGalino.com. Please do send me a comment or a question at the Ask Stacy button or send me a, an email directly at Stacy at StacyGalino.com. I'd love to hear from you. So why don't you sit down with me, grab a cup of cappuccino or some hot tea, and let's listen in to our first interview with Debbie Starcenic. Thank you so much for joining me here today, Debbie. Thank you, Stacy. It's an honor to be here. Well, I just want to know, do you remember our conversation when you and I were sitting together? I don't know, was it a couple of years ago at Theology of the Body Institute? It was your last course, and we were sitting out in the cool of the day. It was so beautiful. The scenery, I love Black Rock. I bet you you do too. And Oh, it's just gorgeous. Yes, and we were, you know, just basking in the glory of all that we were receiving during that week, and you were discussing the, the your work, and I believe I recall, because I, I hope I'm not making this up in my own mind, but I seem to recall us discussing your desire or your dream or your contemplation or your inspiration to draw together reflections from theology of the body and the rosary. Am I, I know that I've thought about these things too, but I, I distinctly remember you and I discussing this. Am I correct? You are correct, Stacy. We talked about it. Um, I forget exactly what stage I was in. That was probably two years ago now. Yes. So I was already writing them, yes, um, but didn't at that point have the details worked out in terms of publishing. Right. And that and that is the way that the Lord works. It takes time. We don't just impulsively, yes, go run. I mean, I, he could work that way. But generally, there is grace in that time that he takes to cultivate these things from the from the inspiration to the actual publication, which is where we are now with your brand new book. Theology of the Body, Rosary Meditations, Contemplating Christ's Love for His Bride, the Church from Ruah Woods Press. How awesome. Debbie, I'm so excited for you. 
Thank you, Stacy. We're very excited too. It's um, it's a, a thrill that it's to see the project finally come together, and especially on this holy day. Yeah. So the day that we are recording this show, it will be produced another and, and released another day. But you and I, Debbie, are sitting here on the feast of the Assumption of Our Lady, who on this day in the tradition of our church was assumed body and soul into heaven. Glory be to God, because that says so much about our human bodies, our souls, that composite, that beautiful integration in which we were created. That's right. Yes. In fact, the Feast of the Assumption, um, or the Meditation of the Assumption, is, is one of my favorite meditations in the Rosary Book because of that, that it speaks about our bodies, um, how the human person is the crown of creation, we're created by God, um, to be in communion with Him, and that how Mary reveals the nobility and the dignity of the human body. Yes. Oh, I mean, there are so many beautiful meditations like that. I'm still reading my copy, and I encourage all of my listeners, if you need, well, let me just say you need a copy of this for your prayer time, because this this is really something new. I, To my knowledge, there's not a book out there that specifically uh, hones in on that integration of theology of the body and, and the rosary. It, it, were you aware of anything? Um, no, in fact, this is kind of funny because um, from as early on as our first class in uh, BlackRock, I um, saw then that I thought there was such a, a correlation between the rosary and theology of the body. And I remember coming home thinking there's got to be T.O.B. rosary meditations. Yeah. And I looked and I Googled and there weren't any. And here, hard to believe this many years later, um, that there is still, to my knowledge, there's nothing available. I actually Googled it just to be sure um, a couple of months ago. And I have sort of a funny story to share with you. I was in um, Chicago a couple of weeks ago at the Catholic Marketing Network show. Yeah, so we much fun. I've retail. been to one of those before. So much fun. Oh, I know. It was, oh my goodness. It's like being a, a kid in a candy store. You know, everywhere you turn, there's just so many beautiful things. But um, we had the pleasure of hearing Father Don Calloway speak oh, one morning at breakfast. Wonderful. And boy, he is somebody who just gets you so excited about praying the rosary, Amen. you know? And while he's up there, he's telling everyone, you know, my friends, we need to be praying the rosary now, every day. And he, he says, get the books. Get all of the books. Don't just get my books. And then he, he goes on to say something about how there are 10 books out there just this month alone. He said, I know that because I wrote, you know, X amount of them. So afterwards, when I went up to greet him for his book signing, I gave him a copy of my book. And I said, but Father, there's actually 11. <laughs> and um, oh. he looked at his, his mouth dropped and he was just so kind. He said... This is awesome. Why didn't I think of this? You know, I'm kind of jealous. I think it's pretty <laughs> Holy jealousy. We can have that, right? <laughs> yeah, holy jealousy. Um, you know, I looked for years. I was hoping he would write something like that. And I trust me, I've used a lot of his inspiration or a lot of um, his thoughts from his books for yes. my inspiration. Yes. And and that's that was one of the questions that I wanted to ask you. First of all, he really is the coolest. I've I've encountered him many times um personally as well as in my work and he he is the bomb. That's all I'm going to say. Isn't he though? Yes. Yeah, so he really we, is. I I'm hard-pressed to think of another priest that I've met over all of these years that um has had 
that kind of an impact. He's he's on, on fire. You. He's on fire. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and we need that. We need that. And he is he is uh, he is not afraid to speak the truth. And my goodness, his his story is amazing. People should check him out if you have not just just if you're not aware of Father Calloway, Father Donald Calloway, please check out fathercalloway.com and blow your mind. It will just blow your heart, blow your mind. So You've you've kind of alluded a little bit to it, um, but and, and definitely I believe Debbie that this was your call. This was your job, if you will, your task from the Lord to begin this integration of the of TOB of theology of the body and the rosary. And I'm sure this is only the beginning for you and what God will call you to through that. But just why? Why can you encapsulate why? the integration of theology, the body, and the rosary for you? Sure, sure. That, that's a great question. Um, I attribute my um, been learning about or discovering theology of the body to the Blessed Mother. So yes. um, in 2010, which is seven years ago, I consecrated myself to the Blessed Mother through the St. Louis de Montfort method of consecration. Mm-hmm. And... Um, as the Church teaches, when you entrust yourself into the loving hands of Our Lady, she will lead you to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And uh, my situation was no exception. I absolutely fell in love with this teaching, and, um, well, I, I forgot to mention to you how, how she led me to the teaching, and I apologize. Um, it, around the same time, Stacey, I was working at a pregnancy center counseling young women. Wow. And um, I was struck by their brokenness. And my heart just ached for them, and I was always searching for words to share with them, to teach them about their dignity and self-worth and what it means to be created in the image of God. And a friend of mine um, introduced me at that point to the theology of the body, and as soon as I started reading it, and I took a class here locally at Ruach Woods, in fact, um, I just knew that this was the message that those young women needed to hear. Yeah, absolutely. And I really felt that Our Lady led me to this teaching. What I believed at the time was to help these women. But as you and I know from sitting in Christopher West's classes, we, we really, the message is for us. Yes. Too. You know, we can't um, can't share what we don't have. So that was how I, I, I feel like Mary led me to the theology of the body, which led me to a much deeper love for Jesus. Um, like in a way, like never before. And um, it just seemed to me that these two go so beautifully together. Yes. And, and that was for my personal life, but then, of course, there's the obvious association with um, Mary and uh, St. John Paul II. Oh, and so much more. And I am certain you mentioned Father Calloway's most recent book. Um, do you recall the title? It's escaping me at the moment, but it is a research resource for the 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 rosary and his oh, research is phenomenal beautiful. right mm-hmm. um, it is in fact he had um and my son and his wife gave me the champions of the rosary that the big fat book yes um for my birthday last year but while i was at the conference this year he was showing us he's made a shorter version of it now oh. it's called 26 champions of the rosary and he basically it's it's a um taken from the other book, but he left out the history part. There's, oh. there's a lot of history in the um, initial book. Which I love the history. Book. Oh, I love the history. Mm-hmm. And I think I think what a, a great compliment to your brand new book, Theology of the Body, Rosary Meditations. What a great compliment to 
to take with you into prayer as well. I would even think after actually saying your rosary, praying your rosary while contemplating the reflections that are so beautiful in your book. And I want to go into one of those in just a moment, but also knowing the history of why I'm a why person. I like to know why, 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 why. And, and I think that's, it's a beautiful gift and also sometimes a bit of a weight, you know, because eventually there, there, it just, the answers have to be satisfied. And sometimes things are just a mystery, but as far as our rosary goes, there are answers to the, to why we're doing, Mm -hmm. why we're saying it. And you know what happens? You fall more in love with the rosary. You fall more in love with God and you fall more in love with our lady and, and the, the blessed Trinity and the whole, the wholeness of our faith, the fullness of our faith. And I know as a convert, that was, it took me a long time to, to pray the rosary. Not that Debbie, that I was against it in any way, but I just didn't Mm -hmm. get it. And it just, it just didn't click with me until sufferings came in later years. Isn't that interesting? Mm, that always that through the it yeah. is. It is so interesting. I know. I think too, and I've encouraged people before that if if they have they feel that distance to Mary, that just you know give yourself that time with praying the rosary. Just praying the rosary alone will draw you closer. Yes. And even if you're you know people that are new to it, praying a decade. Um, it's it's just amazing to me every time I pray it every day. You know, I I, I just get something new every time. Yes, you know? it's, me it too. Such a beautiful prayer. Me too. Me too. Okay, so I want to delve in the last few minutes here. The, the time is so okay. short in our segments, but I want to go into your book, Theology of the Body, Rosary meditations Mm -hmm. specifically to the visitation i don't know what it is about the visitation but i love that particular mystery of the rosary i love them all they're all so special but there's something about this one i think debbie you might concur as women that we when we pour out our love and we visit with one another we go to someone who needs us in 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 whatever way there's something very very beautiful and very unique to our femininity in a, in a way that's mm-hmm. not ours exclusively men also share um in that that call to to visit right and to be with and to be in communion with others but we have a unique character or charism to our femininity there. And I love this particular visitation meditation. And so can you kind of take us through maybe your process of contemplating, because there are so many things to pull from, right, to to mm-hmm. include in your book, but kind of take us through the visitation in your book and the format therein mm-hmm. and what where you're, you're drawing us to. So to me, um, well, first, let me back up for a moment. The um, There are a number of Theology of the Body themes that are woven throughout the entire book and throughout the different mysteries. And um, in the theme of self-gift is the one that, for me, is the most prominent in this particular mystery. Yes. So the idea of the, the visitation, we have Mary, the bride, who is sharing the good news. And um, as I put in the meditation, Mary makes a gift of herself by traveling to the Hill Country to share the good news with her cousin Elizabeth. And I go on to express how we're all called to proclaim the good news of our invitation to this eternal wedding feast. But most importantly, the visitation is a reminder of our primary vocation to love and that our calling in life is to love as God loves. And we do this, as St. John Paul II teaches us, by becoming a self-gift. And I just... 
I think self-gift um, is one of my favorite concepts um, in, the, in the gifts that St. John Paul II has given us in Theology of the Body, uh, because it's so basic, it's so fundamental. I mean, it is our vocation. We're called to love, and we do that by becoming a self-gift. Wow, and I love so, the quote that you have from Pope Benedict, also my heart is so beautiful. Wow. I think that's just such a lovely quote. I have to tell you, Stacey, one of the most enjoyable parts of putting this book together, I spent probably for about a year just gathering beautiful, beautiful quotes from popes, bishops, um, saints, um, just the, the early or the church fathers. Yes. Um, and that's why I have that section then for each mystery. There's a section called Voices of the Church. And what I had to do in writing this book, I'm, because I wanted this initial book to just be sort of a simple handbook, I had to narrow down then all of these beautiful quotes and only pick one quote per mystery for under the category of Voices of the Church. But for the visitation, the quote that I used is uh, Pope Benedict's, which says, he says, God is not solitude, but perfect communion. For this reason, the human person, the image of God, realizes himself or herself in love, which is a sincere gift of self. Beautiful. Oh, he's, he is, listen, I will long be gone to my eternal home before I ever finish every writing of John Paul II and Pope Benedict. Okay. I just, I I agree with you. You know, I I mean, we're just, there's so much and it's so rich and it's so beautiful and we need it. We need it. It is. And I, I love how Pope Benedict has built on St. John Paul II, and now Pope Francis as well, too. It really is just beautiful. Amen, amen. Well, in our final moment here, I would love for you just to tell us any other little thought or idea or pearl of wisdom, something that really, really struck you, your favorite part, perhaps, about this book. Hmm. I think for me, it has really enriched my faith. I have learned over these last few years what it really means to let go and let God. And, and I trust me, I know I have a long, long way to go. But uh, by nature, I like to be in charge, have everything perfect, be on top of everything. And of course, I'm not. And so I've had a real exercise in humility in writing this book and realizing that it's not my timing, it's God's timing. And it has been such an incredibly beautiful gift to be in touch with so many really just holy, holy, wonderful people that have been excited about this book and that have helped bring it together. So, you know, the designer of the book, uh, Mike Fontecchio, I have um, uh, friends or people like really throughout the States. I had somebody editing the book in uh, Pennsylvania, Stephen Kovacs. I just, in, in all of the wonderful people at Royal Woods who, and Royal Woods Press who have helped with the um publishing end of it. So it's been um, a gift from God for me to be able to be used as a tool to bring this to people. And I I just hope that it um, gets into the hands of the faithful and is the message of Theology of the Body is spread throughout the world and that it inspires a deeper devotion to Our Lady and the Rosary. Wow, what an expression, Debbie, of self-gift. You just described self-gift, how the, that we are going to to benefit so beautifully from the fruit of your year. And I know that that was so hard for you to because there's so much yeah. beauty. How do you, you know, narrow it down into this handbook that we can take with us to our prayer, to adoration, to 
you know, for for prayer um, at, at our own private little uh, places, sacred places in our homes, wherever we may be, whether it's maybe it's a rosary group. I'm just so grateful to you. And how could you not grow, Debbie, in your faith from doing all of that year of research? First of all, the, all of the contemplation beforehand and prayer, that is fruitful mm-hmm. as well. And then to give birth, if you will, to this brand new book, Theology of the Body, Rosary, Meditations, Contemplating Christ, Love for His Bride, the Church. That's us, y'all. Y'all need a copy. Please, Debbie, tell us how we can get in touch with you and how we can get a copy of this fabulous new book. Sure. Um, If you go to tobrosary.com, you can order a purchase, order a copy today. Um, In fact, today on the Feast of the Assumption, um, we are releasing it. All of the pre-orders that we've taken over the last month are being shipped out today. But it's tobrosary.com. Amen. God bless you, Debbie Starcynic. It is a pleasure to have you on the Faith and Good Counsel show, and I hope you'll come back to share more of, of the beauty of the fruits of your research. Thank you, Stacy. I really appreciate your having me, and I would love to join you again. God bless you. God bless you. Father Donald Calloway, it is always such a pleasure to have you here with us again on the Faith and Good Counsel Show. Thank you for being generous with your time. Thank you for having me. It's, uh, it's always an honor and a blessing. Thank you. It really is. And I know my listeners love hearing from you. And it has been a long time coming for me to actually have you back on the show to speak about your latest work. What a treasure. Champions of the Rosary, the history and heroes of a spiritual weapon. And this is a book that you and I spoke about about interviewing. Uh, gosh, it's been over a year ago, I think. And then, my goodness, so many things. When I reflect back just on the things that have happened in my own life and, and in those around me that really prevented me from kind of doing a whole lot of podcasting over the past year. And then, Father, just looking at in the past few weeks, what's going on in our culture uh, of late. I've never heard of Harvey Weinstein or Weinstein and this man and whatever, you know, all of that happening. And then we've had the killings in Las Vegas and we have fires going on and floods and ISIS. And it's kind of overwhelming and can be leading us maybe to despair, but not to worry. We have our lady, we have our lady. And I, I think you would you and I would agree that something more is going on here and I I know your book Champions of the Rosary the history and heroes of a spiritual weapon you know the time for us to interview about this is providential I would say because of the hope that it brings us and the knowledge and the wisdom that it brings us to be able to battle with that something more that's going on can you tell Mm -hmm. us kind of give us a little introduction to the book father yeah, there's there's definitely something more going on than meets the eye, and I think that's where the the spiritual aspect is. You know, um, St. Paul says, you know, we're not battling against fleshly powers, but the principalities, and we're talking about spiritual realities here. And and I, I think we see that when we see like this mad situation that happened in Las Vegas, as you said, and so many things going on with the the detention from North Korea and. You know the threat of a nuclear war breaking yes. out. You know, it's just crazy, and it is. I think, um, yeah, I think that that's why. You know, for me, you know, I was just I felt inspired to write this book on the Rosary because you know the Rosary has been near and dear to Catholics for you know eight hundred years now. That's how long it's been. Wow. As, 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 and, yeah, and, and I think that. 
today, though, boy, we we almost need it more than we've ever needed it before because, you know, it, it we need to get back to the fundamentals of our faith, the sacred mysteries of our mm-hmm. Lord, and ground ourselves again because the world has just lost it. We've Amen. we've got so yeah. much craziness going on that we've really just got to get back on our knees and start praying. And the Rosary, I think, is one of the best ways to do that. So that's really why I put the book together. Um, to really, you know, bring that to people's attention again, you know, because I, I really do think we need it. I think we need to ever be ever more drawn back to the beauty of our faith and what it offers us to battle in our times to to allow us not to despair, to not to give up hope, to not lay down and not get up, right? And this is what I, I'm still working through this very rich resource, Father, your new book, Champions of the Rosary. And really, I, I've gone back again to the history section, because being kind of a, a mind that's sort of intellectual, I like to know the whys of things and the whys and the hows mm-hmm. and the whats. And one of the things that struck me as I've gone back, the, the history, first of all, is phenomenal. And I really, I don't think I hit on this the first time I read this, but the, the rosary and its beginnings and its ties to combating the Albigensian heresy. Could you talk a little bit about that? Because I think that is real, a really important point for our times. Yeah, it is. And thanks for asking that, because a lot of people, um, you know, they, they don't really know the origins of it. And so if they hear me say right off the bat, like the rosary is a spiritual weapon, they're like, whoa. What yeah, what are you talking about? Are you talking about? You know, yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I never heard that before. Well, I think it's important, you know, like you said, to look at the history of it, because when Our Lady gave the rosary to St. Dominic in the 13th century, um, she gave it to him primarily to be used as an evangelical tool, um, as a spiritual weapon against falsehood. So she gave it to him, telling him to preach it and to pray it with the people, because they, the people were um, getting the faith taken away from them from this heretical group called the Albigensians, which was in France. And Basically, it was a group that taught that, you know, flesh and matter and all those things are evil and only spiritual things were good. Well, of course, that went against the incarnational religion of Christianity. You know, God became man, flesh, and, and all those aspects of our faith that, that have, you know, the body at, at, at the core of, of some of these teachings. And so she gave him these mysteries, and he went out into the streets, and he used it. And she specifically said to him that he was to use it as a battering ram against the falsehoods, so as a weapon, a counterweapon, so to speak, against these falsehoods. And and then after that, you know, time after time, in every century, the rosary has been used by popes and saints to combat falsehoods, whether whether it's radical Islam or rather whether it's a, some political ideology or some dictator in a country trying to turn it into some socialist communist regime, you know. Um, the rosary has been used by little old blue-haired ladies in the pews, by priests in the pulpit, to overcome these falsehoods. And, I, you know, that's part of the history of it, and an essential part of the history. Amen. And, you know, there again, in your book, Champions of the Rosary, that first part has to do with the rich, rich history, which is pages and pages long. And yet it's written in a way, even though there's a lot of research, real deep 
authentic research that you did for this book, you present it in a way that any person can receive it, which I, I really love about all of your books, Father, the way that, that you make these beautiful, beautiful truths, you, you synthesize them down in a way that we can all receive them and, and have them get not only into our heads, but into our hearts and into our bodies. Well, thank you. You know, I, I have a great love, and I'm falling ever more in love with Pope Leo Thirteenth. What is it, 11 encyclicals alone that he wrote about yeah. the rosary? And he is, uh, for our listeners, you may or may not remember that he is the Pope that had a vision of the 20th century and was so moved to write the St. Michael prayer. So when we pray that St. Michael, the archangel prayer, defend us in the battle, this is that particular Pope. And the rosary was so important to him, right, Father? It was, yeah. He's really, you know, considered to be the rosary Pope because he, um, you know, in addition to those 11 um, encyclicals he wrote on the rosary, he also you know, wrote a lot of apostolic letters. He wrote to different bishops' conferences, religious communities, and promoted the rosary everywhere. And he's the one who beatified um, St. Louis de Montfort. He's the one who um, really promoted Lourdes. And, of course, at Lourdes, in that apparition, Our Lady came with the rosary to St. Bernadette. And Our Lady even prayed parts of the rosary herself. He's the Pope who put the title Our Lady of the Rosary into the Litany of Loretto. Um, mm. He turned the whole month of October into the month of the rosary mm. um, and just did, you know, thing after thing promoting the rosary. And really, there's never been another one like him. I mean, we've had popes who have written maybe one encyclical on the rosary, but he wrote 11. I mean, that's, well, just, that's I know. next level. Astounding, you know? <laughs> astounding. He is quite a treasure. And I hope one day that he will be canonized. He, I, I was surprised to um, reflect on the fact that he is not yet. He's not Saint Pope Leo the Thirteenth just yet, but I bet he will be one day. Don't you, Father? Yeah, me too. I hope and pray for that. Well, you know, I had a privilege last year of being invited as a mental health professional to attend the Pope Leo the Thirteenth conference that's held there once a year on healing and deliverance and exorcism ministry. The title of the 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 conference was the Virgin Mary's role in the defeat of Satan. And I don't, oh my goodness. I mean, I really, I knew that Our Lady was powerful, but to hear days and days of talks by exorcists and others who were involved in this very important ministry in which people are in bondage to the evil one by opening doors, you know, um, um, sometimes it's it, it sins that have been cast upon them, whether it's through trauma and abuse and so forth. But to hear the power of Our Lady um, mm-hmm. in exorcism, phenomenal, phenomenal. Isn't it interesting, though, that it's the Pope Leo Thirteenth, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, conference, which I think is is very powerful and speaks to, I think, you know, the role of Our Lady, not only just loving us and holding us under her mantle and protecting us and teaching us about our our masculinity and our femininity, but protecting us Mm -hmm. from the evil Mm -hmm. one. And so there's so much in your book, Champions of the Rosary, that not only directly about Pope Leo XIII and his his gift to us in teaching us about the rosary, but also so many other saints. And you, Father, you go into, you start from the very beginning, and then you go into the 20th century. And one page that I got, I, I had to, to stop one, was I, I didn't think that I would see a book about the rosary and Ted Bundy 
Um, <laughs> I, I, it really gave me pause. For my listeners, you might recall, if you're of a certain age, um, this horrific serial killer who, in 1989, he, he was put to death, but he was just a prolific serial killer, um, psychopathic. Mm-hmm. And yet there's a story that involves a rosary that you tell in this book. Father, could you share that with us? Yeah, it, it is pretty amazing um, because, yeah, not a lot of people know about it. And I, I didn't even know about it until I did, was doing all this research and I came across it and got it verified on all these different sources and it just blew me away. Well, yeah, so, you know, he's a notorious serial killer and his last um, uh, episode where he killed people was in Tallahassee, Florida in uh, 1978. And he he broke into a, a, a girl's sorority house and, and he murdered a couple of girls and then he was going into another room to uh, kill another girl, and he had a knife in his hand. It was already bloody, and he was—he saw his next victim there in the room, but she was asleep, and he um, couldn't go into the room, and he felt like he was forced out of the room, and he felt like something took his knife out of his hand and threw it to the floor, and, and um, when the girl um, came to and, and saw what had happened, um, where her some of her roommates had been killed and she you know, called the police, they came, but she was just paralyzed in fear, and she said she wanted to talk to a priest. Well, they had a priest come, and, and um, she told the priest that um, before she had gone off to college, she had made a promise to her mother that before going to bed every night, she would pray the rosary for protection while she was away at college. Well, that's amazing because, you know, what happened years later, as you said, um, like a, a decade later, when Ted Bundy was on death row, he himself asked to talk to a priest. Interesting. Now, he didn't convert to Catholicism. Oh, he didn't? Uh, okay. Know what yeah, he did yeah, not. We, we don't, okay. No, we don't know what happened in his heart, of course, right. because of the God. But he did ask to talk to a priest, which is pretty telling. But yeah. he, um, he was talking to this priest, and guess what priest it was? It was the same priest that that young lady had talked to uh, just a decade earlier. That was oh, there my that night. goodness. Oh, my so, goodness. Uh, I know. I know. His name was uh, Monsignor William Kerr was his name. Okay. And, um, wow. I missed so, that little detail. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. It's unbelievable. So he goes to talk to him on death row, and they're talking about many things. And, and Ted Bundy says to him, you know, there's one thing I can't explain. Maybe you as a priest could help me understand this. He goes, the last night, you know, that I, before I was captured, I had killed several girls. I went into another room and I, I, there was some spiritual force, something there that I could not enter the room. I could not go in. And I felt like it threw me out and my, my knife was taken out of my hand and thrown on the floor. And so the priest said, well, I do have the explanation. He said, that young lady told me that she had made a promise to her mother that Mm. she would pray the rosary every night for protection. So Mm. The force that threw you out of the room was the rosary. Wow. And so, yeah, that's the weapon of the rosary right there. Yes. You know, making a serial killer, you know, not be able to enter the room. That's powerful stuff. That is powerful. And that's a true story. People can read it, do their own research and find it all over. That's the thing. That's what it really struck me, because I have a memory of this guy. I was, you know, when all this was going on, I was a young, a teenager, and I was pretty scared. I mean, Florida is a little bit, you know, close for comfort, you know, when you're talking about Mm -hmm. the South and what have you. And and, I mean, I was young, too, and and innocent, and Mm -hmm. it's creepy and scary. And he was definitely someone, you know, to be legitimately afraid of, you know, and you 
just don't mm-hmm. know. And we've, we've had our own, I mean, we had a, a, a really terrible s- serial killer here in, in Louisiana as well. So, I mean, mm. yeah, there's just, there's unprecedented evil going on, Father, you know, all the time. Yeah. But that's the, the point that I think that I would like to make about the rosary, and which is why I have you here speaking about your book. And I think everyone needs a copy, Champions of the Rosary, the History and Heroes of a Spiritual Weapon. It is, in fact, that spiritual weapon. It's not just something nice to get a, you know, pretty one to hang from your rear view mirror, which, you know, we could talk about the reverence or not of that, but it is something to be prayed. And Father, when some, you know, there can be a little bit of spiritual warfare about the actual praying of the rosary. I'm too tired. I don't get anything Mm -hmm. out of it. My mind wanders. There's something about though, Father, that perseverance and that discipline and asking for the grace to have the necessary discipline to get through that rosary, but to meditate specifically on those mysteries. And that goes back to that Mm -hmm. heresy, the fighting of uh, the evangelical tool, right? Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah, that's exactly it. And, you know, Satan is definitely not going to be pleased that you're praying the rosary because, you know, the rosary is basically the the Bible on a set of beads. And the devil definitely doesn't want you reading the Bible, but he especially doesn't want you praying the Bible. And that's what the rosary is. And so... He's well aware, you know, as a fallen angel, um, that 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 it has power. You know, mm-hmm. we, we talk about the Word of God. See, Paul talks about this being sharper than any two-edged sword, being able to cut through, you know, marrow. It's so strong, the Word of God. It's powerful and effective. Well, that's what the rosary is, because almost the entire prayers of the rosary uh, come right out of the New Testament. And you're meditating upon the saving mysteries of Jesus. So that has power. And so Satan's not going to like that you're doing it. He's going to try and, you know, play with, you know, your emotions or your um, uh, desire to, to, to pray it and maybe want to get you distracted or discouraged. You know, I meet a lot of people that say, oh, Father, it's just so boring. I can't do it. I, uh, you know, it's just, uh, and I, get, I get tired. And mm-hmm. like, I know, I understand that, you know, that, 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 a couple things at play there. Uh, you know, obviously we have our own human weakness, you know, to make sacrifices is not always easy. It requires 20 minutes from us to pray a rosary, you know, well prayed. And then the evil one's going to try and really get us to just say, yeah, what's it? Why bother? You know? Right. Um, and I think that that's where we have to put up a good fight. That's where we have to, you know, really um, give it a good go because like somebody in love, you know, you, you love that person in good times and in bad, when it feels good, when it doesn't feel good, in health and in sickness, in riches and poverty. You're there for the long haul. You know, Absolutely. you're a long-distance runner in a marriage. Um, there's no, you know, um, uh, prenup, you know, right. allowed in the spiritual right. life. You don't say, well, I'm in, I'm in until, it's, you know, until I, I want some other option. No, you're, you're in for the duration. So with the rosary, you just got to persevere. Um, and... Um, doesn't mean it's always easy. Even the saints, St. Therese of Lisieux, often said she really struggled focusing her mind during the rosary, but she did it nonetheless because love perseveres. You know? Amen. And that's what it's all about. It is about love and, and, and doing something without, without regard for how you feel about it. Right. Because mm-hmm. feelings are fleeting. They come and go. Do it because I, I this is what I 
say to myself, do it because Our Lady asked you to. Do it because you love her. Do it because you love Christ and your mother asked you to do it, you know, and just that, that obedience, God honors that obedience. But I, I, I struggle. I'm, I'm, I'm being very, I'm confessing, you know, that I struggle with it. I do say my rosary every day, but sometimes I don't want to. And, and then I think about, Mm -hmm. oh my goodness, I can't, as a mother, I am in battle for my family as a wife and a mom, I should say. And that is part of my role in the feminine as the divine help, the divine help mm-hmm. that God asked of me for my husband and for my children. And now my grandbaby, I can't lay down. And so that's even more, mm-hmm. more motivation. And the rosary, especially, Father, especially mm-hmm. after going to that conference last year and hearing from that particular perspective on deliverance of people and Our Lady's role, I, it, 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 it made my heart flow with more love. I mean, I know it sounds like, oh, exorcism. Ah, you know, I don't want to hear about that. It was amazing. I, I mean, I just, I could almost smell the roses. I didn't smell the roses, but I almost did. And it really motivated me. So I would encourage all of my listeners to get a copy today. Run, get a copy of Champions of the Rosary, the History and Heroes of a Spiritual Weapon. And, and Father, in our final couple of minutes here, I would love to hear, we can't leave the show without talking about Bartolo Longo. He's, mm, but you know, since yeah. we've been talking about exorcism and deliverance, you know, <laughs> that's right. Absolutely, no, you're absolutely right. Yeah, this guy's story is amazing. And you know, he um, was a fallen away Catholic in Naples uh, about a hundred years ago, a little over a hundred years ago, and um, ended up getting so bad um, that he joined the occult and got uh, so wrapped up in seances and all this crazy stuff that he became an ordained satanic priest. Oh. That's how bad he was. Oh. I mean, you know, it doesn't get much worse than no. that. And, but, you know, through that, um, he became depressed. He was suffering from anxiety, and he was even thinking about taking his own life. It was a wreck. Well, he humbled himself and went and talked to a Dominican priest, and that priest told him about the rosary, its history, its power, its promises, and that, for him, was like his way out of the occult. So he renounced the occult, came back to the church, and just became on fire with a love for the rosary and ended up beginning to build what is now the world's most famous shrine dedicated to the rosary, which is Our Lady of the Rosary of Pompeii in Mm. uh, the old city of Pompeii. That church is so important. It's its own diocese. Wow. bishop just assigned to that church. It's unbelievable. The last three popes have all been there. And um, now that man, Bartolo Longo, the former satanic priest, now he is blessed Bartolo Longo. He was beatified in 1980 by St. John Paul II and mm. one of the greatest rosary promoters that there's ever been. And, you know, I love it because Our Lady kind of, like you said, she, she, she um, tricked the evil one because she turned one of the evil one's agents into being one of the greatest promoters oh of the rosary. <laughs> yeah. No one is beyond Christ's mercy. That's right. That's, That's amazing, right. Father. And, and, and you know, of course, in saying that, Father, you have also been a recipient of Christ's mercy. And I just want to remind my listeners, I know Father Donald Calloway has been on the Faith and Good Council show numerous times now, as well as on Catholic Community Radio in Baton Rouge on the Wake Up Show. But he is author of a number of books. Most people know about no turning back that's your conversion story but you mm-hmm. father you also have some of my very favorites are the virgin mary and the theology of the body and purest of lilies i don't think those 
are known as well, but they are definitely right. those that I refer to often. One of my favorites, besides my new favorite, The Champions of the Rosary, which we've been talking about today, is Under the Mantle. That book I go mm. back to often. And so, mm. y'all, you've got to go to fathercalloway.com. Check out Father Calloway's books, his writings, as well as where he may be appearing in your own community, Father. So would you send us off with a blessing today, Father Calloway? And, and before we do that, thank you so much for taking time to be with us today. Oh, of course. And let me give a blessing. Heavenly Father, we thank you for everything that you do for us, especially for Our Lady, for the gift of the rosary. Pray that uh, all the people who are listening, their hearts will be touched. We want to pray the rosary more and to intercede for those who are away from Jesus, away from the church, that they would come back. And we ask this blessing through the intercession of St. Dominic, the founder of the rosary, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. My thanks to Father Donald Calloway and Debbie Starcynic for joining us here today on the Faith and Good Counsel Show. And my thanks to all of you for spending time again here with me today. I hope you'll head on over to StacyGolino.com where you'll find the show notes for this episode, as well as past episodes of the Faith and Good Counsel Show and other content that may be of interest to you. I'll look forward to seeing you again soon here on the podcast. Bye-bye for now, y'all.